Welcome to the World Cup Football Shed. It I is the World Cup. I wasn't expecting that uh, special super duper welcome song. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote a new song for it. It's great. Special. <laughs> How long did that take you, Jeff? Oh, it's, it's been in the making since four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably was inspired during Japan and Korea. And then... Um, Does Will Smith come in Germany. in the yeah, yeah, Germany was... Uh, obviously, Germany is a big inspiration of mine anyway, yeah. as a nation. <laughs> I like their reunification. Good. Um, it is Will Smith, isn't it? Who? This done the World Cup song. I've heard it. Yeah, Will Smith. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. heard well, it here first. Well, maybe we'll play that later. Pod special. What is that about? I don't know. At least it's not Ricky not Martin what it's again. About. It's probably about football. But four I mean, years, four years ago they did Pitbull. That was awful. What's Pitbull? He's a person. <laughs> it's a dog, isn't it? Or a dog? Yeah, it's, it's also a person. Oh. But anyway, we are here for the Football Shed World Cup special. We're doing our predictions. Uh, my name's John Hewitt. Jeff King's here. Good day. And Roger Gibbs is here. We're all mildly hello. excited. Hello. You, cut, you didn't give me a chance to say it's hello. I'm too excited. Yeah, I'm pretty excited too. Yeah. All right. Um, but what we will do this week is go through our predictions for the World Cup. So the three of us expat English shit blokes who live in Australia will try and tell everyone in the rest of the world what's going to happen in the World Cup. I think we're going to do all right. I've got a plan. Um, you know what happens <laughs> when you have a plan. Yeah. But first, we might have a question. Is it a World Cup special? It's a World Cup special. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> and it's based on Morocco. Great. Okay. Yep. How many players in the Morocco squad were born in Morocco? Um, squad. Yes, the whole squad. So all oh, shut are... up, Rod. Like, that makes a difference. Do you know? Oh, squad. Oh, I wonder, I who, I wonder who's the 22nd man in <laughs> yeah. the Morocco the team. The first 11 is this many. You, but, you go. Well, is it what? squad? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what? Born. Born. So how... Is it play in Morocco or born? So Morocco. Oh, I'm so excited. My brain's no... gone. <laughs> it's a North African country. Yeah, yeah. They made it to the World Cup. Yeah. They have a squad of 23 players. Love a shisha. Yes. They didn't get the 2026 World Cup, though, which is sad. Yeah, it's um... bizarre, you'd say. Oh, God. <laughs> but of those 23 players that are in the Morocco World Cup football squad. Nine. Yeah. How many were born in Morocco? Nine. Jeff's going with nine. Two. Six. So, Jeff's closest. By one. So, what's the story behind that, John? So, the majority of them are born in France. There's a few born in Holland, um, and others dotted around a couple of Spain, Portugal. Uh, Colonialisation. Yeah. But only six of them were actually born in Morocco. Follow-up question. How many players in the World Cup were born in France? That's a great question. A lot. Obviously, there's 23 players in the France squad. 173. 35. 49. 49? Yeah. So, let me guess. There's there's some Belgians. Yep. There's some French. Yep. A few of the African nations. Uh, Any from Egypt? Are Algeria in? No. No. Because that would be half the team. Morocco. Um, Nigerian. Wow, that's amazing. There's loads of them. Um, But yeah, crazy. So, basically, France could take a whole extra squad with them of French players that are better than most teams in the World Cup Yeah, and then there's 49 players in the World Cup that were born in France and the Moroccan coach also coached Cambridge yes um, Herbie what's his name Renard yeah. yeah which is a bit of an odd like you know from Cambridge to the, the World, World Cup. Cup and he's won two Africa Cup of Nations too <laughs> this is, I mean it's great knowledge in the room I knew none of that but, and still don't Let's go on to our predictions. So, Jeff, you right. won, so you get to go first. So, 
We're going to go for the winner first. Who's going to win the World Cup, Jeff? Are you ready? Yep. England. Oh, God. <laughs> Re- really? 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 This is really your prediction. Is that this really is, your this prediction? Is, this is, this is what my, it's my prediction. Oh, God. God. Look, if you don't aim for the stars, you'll never get past the sky, John. <laughs> this is as bad as the bloody Everton sun. Everton in the top four. This is you, this is you Gerald. Uh, Gerald? <laughs> Jeff King, sun no, reporter. No, I, th- I think, the, I think, sun I think that we have lowered our expectations so much to the point that we're definitely going to win the World Cup. We're just not going to win the World Cup. We're definitely going to win the World Can Cup. Can I just say something here, though? Go on. Uh, we're going to talk about England later on. So yes. should we have your England discussion when we get to the England Yeah, that's, that's yeah. fine. I'm just letting you know right now. I called it here first. England to win. Okay, Jeff. What are you... Uh... <laughs> uh, I've gone a little bit more predictable than that. Yeah. Um, in that I think the winner will come from the two... Uh, I've, I've won from three. Um, we can't have three. No, I know. I know. But my one from... So I've got... Spain, um, Brazil and Germany, but I think the winner will come from Brazil and Germany, and I think it'll be Brazil. I think they'll get their own back. On the I have also gone Brazil. Oh, so, look, and then you mock the England, you bloody boring bastards. So I just want to read you something, which is uh, Tite. Tite? Tite? Yeah, the coach. The coach. Brazil's record under him. Uh, 15 wins, three draws, one loss. Never conceded more than a goal in a game. Their 40, defense is excellent. Forty-seven goals for in that time. Five conceded. Sixteen clean sheets. And they also have to play good teams. They have to play Argentina and Uruguay and Colombia in qualifying. It's, so they, it's notoriously uh, the toughest qualifying group. I, okay, you know I always like to play devil's advocate. The and I sometimes believe what I say, but notoriously it's a very hard qualifying group. However, the qualifying event that went to this World Cup it was a very inconsistent qualifying group Argentina were nowhere near as strong yeah. as they are on paper and there were teams like Chile, are usually Chile and Peru yeah. who were just who knew what kind of team you were going to get so actually yes it's notoriously hard but there was only one form team and it was Brazil okay, here's my thing right I think Brazil were going to win for non-Brazil reasons but they're Got the best defence because they their organisation and their defence and primary. So they got two centre backs that played together for a long time. Yes, they're aging, yeah. but they play together, yeah. know how each other play. They have got by far the two best defensive midfield players in the world at the moment, both in their team: Casemiro and Casemiro and Fernandinho. Fernandinho, oh, like Fernandinho as a two, the best in the world. yeah, maybe. yeah. I think he yeah. had a brilliant season for Manchester City. Yeah, Manchester City, good. one of the yeah. best club teams in the world this year. He was one of the most important players, and I think Casemiro is, along with Tony Cruz, possibly yeah. Madrid's most important player. Yeah. Like he lets them all play, and then add into that, you've got Neymar with something to prove. Yep. And whatever you think about him, the man is a very, very good footballer. He's a massive um, prick, though, isn't he? He is a massive prick, but I think this is he's, <laughs> he's really got something to prove, particularly with what happened, you know, um, at the, yeah, at no, the World I... Cup in Brazil. And, and I just I think they've got they've got goals in the team. If they get injuries to key players this time, I think they've got more options. Firmino's come on. I think I think Firmino is actually going to be a big player for them because they start with Jesus up front. They had Fred at the last World Cup. Yeah, Fred. Fred was awful. And, and their backup was Joe. Yeah, Fred and Joe. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, whereas now they've got Jesus, and then if Jesus is not performing, they've got Firmino, and I think Firmino's not going to start. 
but I think he's going to come on and they're going to realise how good a player he is and they'll just he'll, he'll play through the tournament after the first couple of games yeah. and the team is, is excellent it's ridiculous and they play they, they've played together now same team same formation through qualifying got continuity know how each other play I, I just I think in, in a World Cup generally it's a defence that wins it not yeah. a flaky attacking team so to the other ones Germany we both go for Brazil Jeff goes for England can, I ask, can I ask what your semi-finals are yeah so my semi-finals have got Germany Spain and France so you've got Brazil, Germany, Spain and France as my top four. I've got exactly the same. Oh, for fuck's you sake. You guys, what's this? Well, I actually went through the results of every game in the first round and then the second round and then I followed it through like that and I think that's the most logical. I've gone for different teams. Go on, Jeff, what you <laughs> I've gone for Argentina, Germany and France. Nice. Um, so talking to France... And England, obviously. Well, yeah, of course, because England are going to win the World Cup. Can that happen? Yes. Yeah. Well, no. Yes. Uh, that that combination of teams. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, yes. I also did okay. my research, Roger. <laughs> I do. I do own a pen. Great. Um, you you had Spain in semi-finals. Yes. Jeff, you didn't. No, I didn't. Do you think after the whole coach fiasco, so the Spain coach has been fired because he's been hired by Real Madrid? Do you think that's going to cause them any issues or do you think there's they're going to be fine or I absolutely do um, Sergio Ramos walked out of an interview today and he said it's, there's an attitude like a funeral yeah he called it a funeral didn't he and Though, how can that not affect a team and if it was any other national team that lost their coach prior to a tournament it would affect them however that team is predominantly made up of the two biggest clubs in Spain yes. players who play for the two biggest clubs yeah. in Spain if they have a huge rivalry, mm. you know, it's, it's not new information. Yeah. And for the coach to be sacked because he's going to one of those clubs, that that is, I mean, it's it's footballing incest, isn't it? Yeah. it it's, you're ostracising your pervert uncle for sleeping with your <laughs> sister <laughs> before, <laughs> before your first day at work, right. essentially. So you're going to yeah. rock up to work and you'd be like, Oh, yeah. weren't you the guy with the uncle? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. So what, what are your... When you saw the news, first about him being Madrid coach, followed quickly by him getting the sack, what was your overriding emotion? Is he the uncle or the daughter? <laughs> or is it the sister? Which one is he? If he's the uncle, he should have got the sack because you're a sicko. If he is the sister, then I think he should have kept his job. Which one is he? <laughs> I think he should have kept his job. Yes. Yeah, um, I think the... FA, Spanish FA, should have gone, this is bad, but we're going to tell you off, we'll slap you on the wrist, and then in four weeks we'll tell you to fuck off, but right now, just make sure we win the World Cup. Do you know what, I, 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 I agree with you, but I got my overriding emotion was anger, because I think, not quite the same analogy as you, <laughs> but I think you've got one bloke there who's been just a fucking dickhead, and uh, probably arrogant, and then you've got two blokes who are just so fucking arrogant that they think that they are bigger than anything else and one of them doesn't give a shit about Spain and has made an in Perez yeah. and has made an announcement because he feels it's the best time for Madrid to announce yeah. their new coach and stuff the rest of the world I don't give a fuck everyone can fuck off what a jerk 
And then you've got the new head of the <clears throat> Spanish Football Federation who's only been in the job a couple of months. Just as arrogant. So he's trying to put his mark on things and he's basically made a decision when he's still really angry and pissed off. But also, yeah, like, you know, no one person's bigger than me. Yeah. I don't think it's anyone bigger than Spain. I think it's that he didn't know and he's affronted that he didn't know. But it is pretty bad. Like, <clears throat> if you or any of us got offered a job from some other oh, place yeah. and then they just went, oh, I'm going to take the job. And then you, once you you didn't tell anyone the anything. Coach is but the, 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 okay, okay. No, take a step back. That's not that's not how it works in football. So his agent was contacted by Real Madrid, and he his agent spoke to him and said, "Would you be interested in if this job was offered to you? Would you be interested?" And he said to his agent, but "I'm at currently." That point, the, the, yeah. well, he says to his agent, "I'm currently the Spain coach. However, if it was offered to me, I would certainly be interested." Yeah. All, all of this is done through the agents and Real Madrid. Yeah. As soon as the agent brought him a contract, went, yeah, actually, you can have this job. And he's like, oh, great, yeah, I'll do that after the World Cup, whatever, signs the contract. That's when everyone else took control of this thing. As far yeah. as a coach, he was in a pre-tournament training camp who had two phone calls from his agent. No, That's it, but, but I disagree because he would have known when he... He didn't need to sign the contract then. He has a release clause with Spain, with the Spanish FA, which is 2 million euros. Real Madrid know that. So he's not. It's not like someone else is suddenly going to come in and pay the two million. All he has to do to Real Madrid is say yes, you know, or to his agent say yes. I would really like the job, but at the moment my focus is purely on Spain winning and the World Cup. And he should have gone to his employers. Come and talk to me afterwards. Yeah, yeah, and he should have gone to his employers and gone. Real Madrid have come in with an amazing offer. Obviously, I want to focus on the World Cup. How do we deal with this? It's but so rumors start, this stuff. This stuff is so rumors start. So when you have someone like Sergio Ramos, who is who is the life and soul of Real Madrid, who, yeah. these rumors start. And when rumors start, and they and they spread amongst the Spanish squad that contact has been made and he hasn't made his mind up yeah. or whatever. This fractures the squad anyway. So you just got to. You can't keep it secret. If you can't keep it secret, you have to say as soon as it happens, he should have gone to his boss. Exactly. Like you can't. You can't. Have you have you heard the conspiracy stories as well? Um, Do you know who his agent is? Yeah, the um, Jorge Mendes. Mendes! He's Portuguese. So oh. the conspiracy is that he's done it to, <laughs> to stuff him. And then also the other conspiracy is it's just Real Madrid trying to, trying to shit uh, well, the, the very, I mean, Do you remember, um, must have been a year ago on The Shed now, we did a, a whole a whole half an hour on what was going on with the Spanish political uh, yes. situation. Yeah. And I read some reports today that were basically talking about this solidifying the divide between Catalonia and the rest of Spain. Yeah. So because obviously Spain will suffer because of Real Madrid and yeah. all of the Catalan people are going to are going to be rooting for anyone but Spain, rooting rooting for Portugal. It like this kind of mess is not what anyone wanted. Do you yeah. know what's a bit weird though as well? You know he's come in. Fernando Fernando Hierro, who is a Real Madrid legend. Yeah. And you know, but he's been working for the Spanish FA <clears throat> for the last ten years. But he's purely Madrid. I just find it a little bit. Oh no, uh, he's kind of he's let go of Madrid now. He's purely Spain. Like he's, he's yeah, he but I mean, Spanish FA I don't know if time for ten years. Players would see it that way. But I am going to disagree with you here, Jeff. In that, so I think every year there is every year every World Cup there's a team that has a drama. And yeah. the one that always immediately springs to mind is France. And when they sent everyone home. And yeah. they'll go in a strop. And, I, <clears throat> and Roy Keane. And, it, and, it, and Roy Keane. It always yeah. goes badly. But I feel like in this situation, I don't know why. I think well, I think you can't discount Spain. I mean, one, because they're very good. But two, 
I think because their group is fairly straightforward and it'll give them enough time to, suss it to play into it yeah. and then you're on a bit of a roll where maybe you band together a bit. And they also have the most one of the most experienced teams in the World Cup. Yeah. They've got so many players that have played 100 plus, won the World Cup before. <clears throat> so they're not going to panic. And it's Iniesta's last hurrah for a number of them. And the other thing is Portugal are in a mess and they're their rivals in the group. Yeah. And Portugal are also in a mess because they've got players resigning from their clubs half the seven, team seven players um, as at least today have, have terminated their own contract at Sporting Lisbon seven wow. that's amazing see that to me that's like almost just as unsettling as as what's happened but so it's I, more so because they were in fear of their lives <clears throat> it's more yeah. unsettling one of them's got a big scar in his head yeah, yeah. but what and I mean I think like what you just said in terms of the experience that's important because you've got players that can have in-game management that maybe more inexperienced teams wouldn't have because Hierro, Hierro is basically a crap, crap coach yeah. he was uh, the, his only coach experience in the second division yeah, in Spain for Oviedo Oviedo that's it like and he's coaching some of the best players in the world, but they kind of but he's not he's need he's much just turning co- up and going yeah. have a great time, guys. It's motivation. I, I do feel like um, because our our last football shed was just prior to that sporting Lisbon thing, touching yes. on it without giving it some foundation yeah, is, is negligent. Um, the story is, and well, the reality is, they in the last game of the season they lost. I'm going to say lost. They they basically didn't get enough points to get qualified for the Champions League <clears throat> last day of the season which was five days before the cup final, yeah. which they were in. And Lisbon Ultras went, 50 Lisbon Ultras, hooded, masked, went to their training facility and beat them through rocks, stones, punches. Bashed up the ba- training tra- Did everything they could yeah. to Injured bash players. up these players. Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> as I said, seven players have now cancelled their own contract saying that they have due cause to say that my employment is no longer safe. Mm. Four of those players play in the Portuguese, Portuguese. national side. And it's tomorrow morning at 4am, Spain against Portugal. Of all the fixtures to be after this, it's going to be Uh, awesome. I think Spain will win because they're just a better team. One all. Portugal are very good. I wouldn't be surprised if Morocco got through in this group. I have, yeah, I would agree on that. I think Morocco, do you know Morocco didn't concede one goal in qualifying? Yeah, put that in your stat pipe and fuck it. That's, this is that's that's a that's a stat. That is a stat. Uh, I, yeah, no, I think Spain and I and I just won't write them off. Like I've got them to you've got them to go to the semi-finals as well. I've got the semi-finals. So you obviously feel the same. My other two semi-finalists were Germany and France. You had Germany and France as well, Rog. Uh, yeah, the Germans do it. Argentina and France. Argentina so, and France. Jeff, did you so, know, what was your Germany stat? I don't know. What yeah, you do. Uh, they've only missed one semi-final since, since 1938. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> How fucked is that? That you just is bet outrageous. Against, you just bet against that machine. Since 1938. 2002. Two, yeah. I think. Yeah. They've got to the semi-finals every World Cup. Sorry, 1938. 1938. So post-war, they've got to this every semi-final of every World Cup. Now, don't forget there were two Germanys for a while there. So I don't know how that works. No, it but, but it was West, West Germany East. and then yeah, the true. combined Germany. That's outrageous. They're really good. They don't start playing until the semi-finals. Well, well my prediction looks fucked now. <laughs> <laughs> but we all went for France. So I'd like to talk about France. Well, they could flake. But... Well, because I think France on paper have the best squad. I like... agree. I think best squad, worst coach. Yes, they've got... A terrible coach in Deschamps. He's not done anything since he took Monaco to the Champions League final about 15 years ago now. Um, but they've got Mbappe, Dembele, Griezmann. Like that front three is the best in the World Cup. And, and I, 
talking about breakout players, I was going to probably say Mbappe and Dembele because we've kind of forgotten about both of them this year. Wait, breakout player, one was signed for £159 million, the other for £118 million. You can't call him a breakout player. Mbappe's 18. And oh, his, okay. I thought it was breakout of the World Cup. He's never he was been breakout two Cup years before. ago when no one knew who he was. <laughs> no, but but I, I feel that France, like... Um, You've, we've forgotten about Mbappe a bit. Like we don't forget, mm. we were so excited about oh. him, and then he's kind of he had an okay season at PSG, yeah. but a bit so-so. And Dembele's been injured all year, but those two are like I'm pretty excited about. I can't wait to watch them because they're going to be so good. I'm not sure about Pogba. No, and it he, depends. He thinks he, is, does he think he's the man? And I don't know if he is the man. Well, it depends. They, so they have this big thing of the France team, whether they play four-three-three or four-two-three-one. They play four two three one. Pogba plays as one of the two with Kante. With Kante and does crap. If they play four three three, he plays part of the three and he plays well. But Griezmann doesn't play. What's the three? Matudi, uh, Matudi, Kante, Kante and him. Pogba. Um, and then they have Giroud yeah. up front with Dembele and Mbappe. Why couldn't they just switch Griezmann for? Because um... if they play four three three, they like to have the target man so they can hit Giroud and then he holds it up. Everyone runs off. It's pretty nice options. I mean, yeah, it's it's not bad. It's a luxury. And they've got, I quite like, um, I'm looking forward to seeing their young centre back too from Barca. Um, Um, Titi. Yeah, um, Titi. Sorry, what? Yeah, his name's Titi with an um in the front. Um, Um, Titi. Kind of like um, Bop, but (laughs) on your titties. A bit more Titi. Titi. And uh, Varane, who's the Real Madrid centre back. Um, So let's go on to top scorers. Who have you got for your top scorer, Rog? I've gone really unpredictable. Muller. Oh, Thomas Muller from Germany. And I think it'll be he's I think he's been top he's been joint top scorer once and then on his own once. So this would be three times, which is pretty amazing. But I he's twenty eight. He hasn't had the best He's only twenty eight. Yeah. That's he crazy. hasn't had the best season at Bayern. Yeah, so but I, he's he scores goals for Germany for fun. I think he's a big game player. I think he'll score five or six goals and finish joint top scorer. It'll be him or Neymar. You can't have two. You're not allowed to. Oh, well, Muller, if you push me, Muller. Jeff, who are you going for? Harry Kane. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love this, by the way. Your optimism is making me happy. Is I just because don't. How can England win the World Cup and <laughs> Harry Kane not be top goal scorer? The best bit about your optimism is you're wearing a USA football top. Yes. We didn't even qualify America. <laughs> the, um, well, Gary Lineker's been world top goal scorer. No, I don't think it's a bad shot. Harry Kane is better than Gary Lineker. The, basically, as soon as I decided that England were going to win the World Cup... Oh, I love it. <laughs> as soon as Did that you have was... to talk yourself into it? Or was no, it... it's just the fact. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I realised that that was an undeniable fact, then the rest of these categories just slitted into place. Because I'm like, well, if England are going to win it, Harry Kane's got to do well. And England have Panama in their group, and we'll go on to England later, but if you beat Panama 4-5-0... Harry Kane's going to score three. God, I'd, I'd take bloody one nil. Don't get ahead of yourself. And, and Harry Kane scores goals when he plays badly. Yeah, and that's how you become top goal scorer in, in a cup competition. How it, many it, goals? Nine. Wow. Cool. I've gone for Neymar. I think it's Neymar's World Cup. I think he's back from injury. That goal he scored in the friendly at Anfield yeah. against I can't remember who it was against, but uh, he took on a few people, smashing in the top corner. And he is so up for this. He knows that he's 26 or whatever. This is his peak. This is his World Cup. I don't think his injury was that bad. More than Messi and Ronaldo, I think, because yeah. they're past it a bit. This is him in his prime. Yeah. He wants to show his... And I think he just went, oh, my foot hurts a little bit. Yeah, it's broken. And he's just gonna. he just didn't want to play for three months. And he's just rested up. 
got fit. That's, you can do that at Paris Saint-Germain. That's the, yeah. that's, and that's why when you say we've forgotten about Mbappe, it's because he plays at PSG. Yeah. yeah. In all honesty, no one cares. No. And no. they it's such a it's such a SPL of a league, isn't it? The, you know Neymar in a con- his contract says that he doesn't have to turn up to training. He can what? T- he can turn up to training when he wants. Oh. God, like, he's, a, he's such a shit human. He, he, his contract... Win the World Cup, off to Real Madrid. He can do whatever die. he wants. So if he wants to come to training, he can, but he's, he's not obliged to come to training. He doesn't have to. It's fucked. And, but the thing is, the, I'm gonna, I don't mean to be too derogatory, but there are probably more players than just Neymar in that squad that don't have to. Yeah. It's it's such a nothing burger of a league. Yeah. Nothing burger. Nothing burger. But, um, the only... Uh, my only hesitation with Neymar was that maybe Jesus gets the goals and Neymar is supplying the goals because yeah. he, he definitely plays at the point. The last the... World Cup, Neymar was everything. Like Brazil's tactic was give the ball to Neymar, I hope he does something. They don't need to but now. They're, they're more than yeah. that. Because no, yeah. no, they had a lot of average players last World Cup. Yeah. I mean, they weren't a great team. Yeah. Like, Do you remember Oscar? Yeah. yeah. He's still only 27. He's in China now. Yeah, isn't like, he? what yeah. the fuck? He was never that good. He just... No. Oh, well, he was he was all right, but he was so lazy. He was a poor man's cacker. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. A bloke in the Vodafone shop today asked me who was going to win the World Cup, and uh, did you say England? I said England because yeah. I just done my predictions. I was super super excited. And he went, "Nah, Brazil." And I thought, "Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you don't know anything. Like you just say well, Brazil because." Why it's did like, you ask me if you had an answer? Because well, I was talking about getting free data. So I was like, "Oh, we're having a chat." And I was like, "Oh yeah, World Cup data, watch, data. Watch it on the phone. Data. Yeah. Uh, watch it on the phone on on the way to work." And um, data. And and this bloke was like, oh yeah, they're Brazil. And they got a big poster of Brazil. I'm like, oh, well, fucking... You've got a World Cup poster in your window and it's got... um, oh, It's actually got what's-his-face on it, that bloke who you were just Neymar. talking about. Neymar. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I thought, you've just... Because you've got a poster, you don't know anything. But actually, he's right. They're probably going to win. <laughs> they're really good. Yeah, I think they're really good. Apart from England, obviously. Ob- so, obvs. That's why have we've gone the bloody same again. That's a bit No, you and Thomas Muller. No, but... It, I just feel like there's a lot of similarities so far. Well, Rog, who are you going for Golden Ball? The player of the tournament. Who is going to win? Neymar. <laughs> no, I've not gone for Neymar. I've gone for Isco. Isco? Yeah, at Spain. Because he loves playing for Spain when the coach was the other guy. So I don't know whether this is going to work. Laporte. Laporte. La <laughs> <laughs> yes, Laporte. The, the sandwich meat. <laughs> Um, no one knows what his name is. Every podcast uh, I've listened to, they can't pronounce his name. It's Lopetegui. 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 Yeah. Yeah. No one knows. Um, but no, Isco plays Real Madrid, and when he plays for Spain, he plays brilliantly. He scored a hat trick for them recently. He's also good for Madrid this year. Oh, oh yeah, like, he was one of their best players in the Juventus game. But he's now. one of those players who loves play- <coughs> a bit like Muller loves playing for his country, <coughs> and I just think that he's in the perfect age, perfect team that. Iniesta's a bit too old, so Isco's going to be the main man. So I think, a bit left field, but I think Isco's going to be player of the tournament. Yeah, I, I like it. I hope Asensio plays as well. Yeah. They've got such great names, <laughs> don't they? Isco. What's your... Uh, Asensio. What's your prediction? Um, Raheem Sterling. <laughs> Harry Kane. <laughs> <laughs> because the way I think that, so England... Oh, I can't fault your logic. England, I can't fault your logic. England's going to win the World Cup. <laughs> And if Kane's top goal scorer and he's England captain, yeah. then surely he'll be player of the tournament. 
<laughs> you see what I mean? It all just sort of like place, doesn't it's it? It's like you just read Roy of the Rovers and were like, oh, I know what's going to happen here. This is no, it's perfect. Joe playing centre forward for the World Cup, winning England player of the tournament. He's gets a, gets a knighthood. Yeah, of course he probably will. But if they give a knighthood to that Scottish bloke who plays tennis. Mazza Mazza got a knighthood so like give it to Kano Kano <laughs> so you have England winning yeah. Harry Kane top scorer and Harry Kane best player heard, heard, it, it, heard right. it here first um, wow okay well <laughs> this one can't be an England answer surprise team of the tournament does anyone want to go first well, Jeff, yeah. Jeff yeah. could have England for this yeah. No, no, because okay. it's not a surprise. My surprise team of the tournament are Peru. Nice, yeah. I've heard a lot of good things about Peru. They've got a lot of fans in Russia, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Peruvians everywhere. Now, here's my logic, right? Mm-hmm. So, there is 21% less oxygen <laughs> <laughs> at the average altitude in Peru. In Peru. Nice. Now, so is, if that they, a, is that a fact or you just made No, it? this is a fact. 21%. Okay. I, I did my research. So... When they all come down, <laughs> they play at sea level. In cold, they've Russia. got it's like super strength. They've yeah. got all this extra air. <laughs> they're going to be running round with twenty percent more energy than anyone ever expects. Do you remember that time when John bet on the Nigerian uh, <laughs> yeah, Olympic football team because they missed the plane <laughs> and they were three 0 down logic. within five minutes or something? That I feel like this is comparable. So I feel like it's, it's like they've gone from Energizer to Duracell. Nice. I, I do think Peru are going to do well. They're, did you hear about their captain and the striker? The they, big bloke, yeah. Yeah, who was banned for doing, for, not for doing take cocaine. He got banned for cocaine in his system blood his system yeah. yeah but he had a cup of tea that includes cocaine which apparently is a normal thing in Peru like so they Australian team and the Denmark team captains and the French team captain all from their group emailed they lobbied yeah. oh, I really like that yeah, yeah that, went, that, that, that's World Cup spirit but he's, an, he's their he's best brilliant. player without a shadow of that he's a beast yeah and the fact that he's back in though has given them a huge lift and like you said they've got loads of fans there because they haven't been Guerrero to, is it Guerrero yeah Guerrero yeah they haven't been to World Cup since 82, so they're all just beside themselves with the fact that they're actually there. Um, and they beat New Zealand, didn't they, to get there yeah. in the playoff. Um, Tough competition. And they're in a group with, is it Argentina? No, no, Australia, Denmark and France. Australia, Denmark and France. No, France, no hope. But Denmark and Australia are beatable teams. Uh, Australia came below Saudi Arabia in their qualifying group. Mm. And Saudi Arabia were the worst football team I've seen at the World Cup for a very long time so last bad. night. So, you know, Peru have got a chance. They've got a chance. Look, yeah. we, we have not gone down to win. They're no England. So but I've got them down to be a surprise. I think okay. they'll, they'll get out of their group. And then, who knows? Remember, they've got 20% more air, Rog, than they used to. If they get out of their group, they're going to play one of Argentina, Croatia, Iceland and Nigeria. So if they play Iceland, they'll <laughs> win. And yeah. then who's next? If they play Nigeria, they'll be all right. Croatia, Argentina, they might struggle. See Nigeria. I think I think the Peruvians would struggle against Nigeria because yeah, okay. they're because of their altitude. Just like they're used to having that much oxygen in Nigeria. Like, they've <laughs> they've got a good stamina. Nigeria have got 170 million people. There's loads. They of them. should be better yeah. at football. Yeah. So, but so should Russia. Russia have got the same yeah. same. Yeah. Oh, more people in Russia. There's loads of people. In yeah, shitloads. Um, they're everywhere. Rog, who's your surprise 
team for the tournament? Can't see for people. I have gone <laughs> with... Well, it's a bit hard to define... What do we define as surprise? So you could tell me, but I've well, gone that's, with... That's, well, a question to you, Rog. Is yeah. your surprise team? And you can okay. define that surprise for right. us. I've gone with Uruguay. <laughs> Oh, nice. I think Uruguay will get to the quarterfinals. I was tossing yeah. up between Uruguay and Croatia. I think both will get to the quarterfinals. Yeah. But I thought that maybe Uruguay was a bit more like yeah. Croatia of Modric and Rakitic. Yeah, and um, they've got a bit of, like, there's the whole thing going on with the Croatian FA at the moment and it's all corrupt. And Sorry, what's going on with the Croatian FA? Croatian FA, I don't understand the full story, which is why I was vague. But... Sorry, John. <laughs> <laughs> um, something's happened. And they don't like each other. <laughs> <laughs> this is hard. Should we, should we move on? Yeah. Um, no, wait, wait. And Modric tick, is tick, involved. Tick, tick, point, tick, tick. And Modric is involved. <laughs> and now all the fans in Croatia hate the team, especially Modric. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. So there's, yeah. I'll, I'll come back to you with more in-depth information in about 30 seconds. Oh, Great. I, I um, have gone with Uruguay. Okay. Because I think they have a, a dream group. I thought the, you say they have a dream. No, because they've got Saudi Arabia, <laughs> Russia and Egypt. And I really hope Egypt go through with them. I was a bit disappointed about the result last night. But anyway, um, I, yeah, I just think that um, they've got two obviously very, very good strikers. Again, they've got two centre-backs who have played together for a long time. They've got um, Godin from Atletico Madrid. He's very he's good. He's a very, very good centre-back. They don't concede goals, Atletico Madrid. And the other centre-back also plays Atletico plays Madrid. Atletico. So they play together for the club. They play together for the national team. They've got a couple of good young players. They've got a guy at Juventus who doesn't play that much. No, we've. I'm just going to go off on a tangent here. We've known each other for 15-odd years or whatever. How many times have you had to put up with me having a rant about national teams choosing players who play together at club level? Yes, you do always say it. Endlessly. Yeah. But I think it's and important for centre-backs. Absolutely. If, if, I think it's important all over the pitch. And yeah. I'm, I don't need. I don't want to repeat myself, because if you listen to The Shed regularly, you'll have heard me rant about this before. But I think combinations of players who play together at club level should have preferential selection over players who are informed. Because they bypass a certain level of training and coaching that needs to happen at international level to make a cohesive team. So I think if two centre-backs play together, you should be playing them. And if you have a worse left-back who's good, but worse than your first-choice left-back who happens to play with one of the centre-backs, you should be choosing them. Yeah, Simply because you know where to stand, you know what to do, you know what, what... position they're going to some take of, up some of the attack. parts is better it than has the to happen yeah. like that so I actually think that Uruguay is a really good bet because of that so and I so I've got them beating Portugal in the second round to make the quarterfinals interesting John who's your Croatian surprise? authorities oh here we go have charged the captain of the national football team Luka Modric with perjury the Real perjury Madrid, the Real Madrid midfielder is suspected of making false statements at the tax for trial of a name I can't pronounce, a former executive director at Dynamo, Zagreb. Um, so he's been persecuted for this, and then this guy, Mamic, is a... Prosecuted or persecuted? <clears throat> Prosecuted. Okay. Um, sorry. Like Jesus. Yeah. Um, they're accused of corruption that reportedly has cost Dynamo Zagreb £13 million. Um, and the guy, Mamic, who's accused of it, is now the head of the Croatian FA. So wow. all the fans hate all the... They've basically done dodgy um, and made a load of money out of it. And they all hate each other now. Okay. That's the... good thing you didn't pick Croatia. Okay, yeah. So I think I think Uruguay. Old mate Suarez, it's his last hurrah as well. Cavani, 
they're, they're pretty handy they're players. playing tonight against Egypt which we're going to watch straight after the shed which I'm very excited so and Mo's no, no playing, no yeah. playing. Um, but <clears throat> Uruguay I think you mentioned him the guy who plays for Juve the midfielder yeah. Bento I can't remember his name but I can't wait to see him he's going to be awesome Bento but Box Bento Box he hasn't been playing that, like he mainly starts on the bench for them yeah, but, yeah I've heard good things um, my surprise team is Senegal Oh, I'm glad you picked an African team. So It's in your blood. It is in my blood. I'm a big African fan. Um, and they're in a group with Colombia, Japan and Poland, which is desperately good to get out of. Like It's a group of death, really, because they're well, all so similar, those teams. Japan are crap this time. Are they? Yeah, they've got a... But they're always... They'll be organised. They'll, you know, they're not... They'll run around a lot. They're not going to be easy to beat, no. yeah. Poland have got actually a good team. They've got a few good players and Lewandowski. And Colombia have got a good team. But I think Senegal can get them. And partly because Senegal's spine is their centre back's Kubali, who's yeah. the he's really good, yeah, yeah, centre back. Um, they got Goyai, Goyai, or whatever from yep. Everton, and then they got Mane up front. Mane, so, Mane. Really I mean, I got new, well, a new respect for Mane after the Champions League final because it, things didn't go great for Liverpool. He was but re- he was by far he was by far their best player on the night, and I was like, you know what? He doesn't look out of depth in this company at all. And pace and pace scares people. Do you know we we obviously record our thoughts about football every week, <laughs> and I reckon if you were to track back, I had a big rant about him when he was at Southampton. Yeah. I didn't rate him. I thought it was after he scored that hat trick. It was, when he uh, got like four goals in twenty minutes. Like, yeah. was the fastest ever Premier League hat trick. Like four, four minutes, yeah. and I was like, <laughs> he's actually rubbish. Yeah, he shut his eyes and waved yeah. his wagged his leg at it. And I was wrong. I was really wrong. He's, he's stepped up. And I actually thought when Liverpool signed him, I was like, oh, is he even going to step up that level? And then in the Champions League final, he was brilliant. If he does it in the World Cup, you know, I'm with you, Rog. I think it's excellent. And they play, they've also got Keith Cater, who plays for Monaco. Naby Cater? No, different Cater. Plays for Monaco. He's a forward. Plays like on the left or right. Cater um, Winslet. Yeah, close. <laughs> But well, they play quite a defensive <laughs> formation. They're a bit of a Leicester. They play defensive and then just go direct and go, Mane, do something. And I think that will actually work against the teams they're playing against. What I've read is that uh, Morocco are perhaps the best of the African teams, but are in a tough group, obviously, because they've got Spain and Portugal they've got to get ahead of. But I think you're right. Maybe if maybe Senegal... And I would... i tell you what, more than maybe even more than England winning... I would love an African team to win the World oh, Cup. What, what world? What, more than England winning? Well, Senegal for England. In the no, not 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 more. But yeah, it'd be but great. I, I, think I it'd just be... think it'd be so good for Do you know football world order, like just yeah. everything. But... I think it would be great <clears> if someone who wins the World Cup this year that isn't Germany, Brazil, Argentina. I'd love it. France. Yeah, it's a bit like, depressing. That we've whether just it's picked, like Iran, Iceland, whoever, like Belgium, Belgium, a random. It would be great to see. I don't think it will happen though. So on that, do you want to do surprise player, Roger? You, you were no, like, that's all right. It was I told you about my surprise players and you poo pooed them. Yeah, they were crap. Um, <laughs> it's time for the England chat. All right. How far are England going to get? <laughs> They're going to win. In this World Cup. So, Jeff, you think they're going to win it? I think they're going to win it. Rog? Okay, so I went through many permutations of different results in the groups and what have you. And whichever way I spin it, I have us playing either Brazil or Germany in the quarterfinals. And that's where we come unstuck. And I think that's where we come unstuck. I'd love it if we play the Germans and beat them. That would probably make me happier than anything I can think of. But... 
I don't think it will happen. It pains me, but I agree. Quarterfinals. Mm. I think we're and I think that's a success group. for us. I think we're going to play good football. I, I think, think we're, yeah. we're going to be enjoyable to watch. I think the players are going to enjoy it rather than just being under loads of pressure and hating it. Um, but I can't see us getting beyond the quarterfinals. We just haven't got enough about us to beat a Germany or a Brazil. Or... No, but at the same at the same time, it. I think we've got if they get some confidence and get through the group, I think they've got one result in them. And I think, like for instance, I've got us playing Poland in the second round. I think we're better than Poland. Yeah. Now I think I if you're asking me, could I see England winning one big game? Maybe, but to win sort of three, three. in a row, like I, I, I just don't know. Like I just can't see us beating the Germans, and I know that's probably the way it's going to fall. I think that we're going to win the World Cup. What is your God? Logic? I wish I felt like like it's making me excited just hearing you. Think, I wish. My What's your logic, Jeff? I want to know why you think yeah. we're going to win. World Cup. My, my logic is we are you, you. So you reeled off the Brazil results, didn't you? Is because yeah, we don't and, have and to how, how many we've we've scored? How many? Sorry, how many Brazil have scored? How many Brazil yeah. have conceded? And if you track back to the teams that Eng- like England went unbeaten through their qualifying campaign, is that correct? Yeah. England also had friendlies against very good teams and remained unbeaten. Yeah. Nearly uh, there was Italy, the Netherlands, we played Germany, Germany, Germany and Brazil, beat Germany Brazil. away, and Brazil yeah. uh, only conceded one goal through that whole period. Mm. The England side has been settled. For a, for a while, so we, we talk about the Brazils like they played together. Now we look at these other other nations with a, a sense of, look, they've got it sorted and we're a catastrophe. Yeah, I actually don't think that's the case anymore. I don't think that's the case. I'm not going to say anymore because in six months' time it might be. Yeah, I don't think that's the case of what we have now. You have known if you're an England player, you have known throughout this season that you are either in the squad if you stay fit and play well, or you're in the squad. Yeah. It, there have been a few players that have come in from left field, but they've also known because they played at under twenty one level. They've been within the England setup. And Gareth Southgate is really good at communicating with the players. Like Lalana, who's been injured the whole season, came out and said he's called me every week just to see how I'm going, how I'm getting on, if I'm getting better. And he's more than happy to be an emergency. But he's just like, no, I'm, I understand why I'm not in the team. And Southgate's explained that. We played me. three it's, games all year. Yeah. But it's, it's great that the the, the atti- oh, you know, so what's different is that what's different. Is it is it the is it structurally or something? Because my fear is every time it gets to a tournament, every time I've had a little, I get a little bit of optimism, and the players freeze and they just okay, don't I'll, I'll, play I'll, to their ability. What do you think? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I think. Too. And and if you'd have asked me whether we had any kind of chance three weeks ago, I'd have said no. Yeah. Now. I'd like to think that isn't just pre-cup euphoria, mm. but what changed for me was the last two friendlies we had. Now, I am not saying that we played exceptionally well in those friendlies. I'm not saying it was inspiring. What I saw, though, was two teams. I, I, I saw 22 players, two different starting 11s, uh, you know, yeah, give, give or take, that played exactly the same football. Didn't matter who was on the pitch and who wasn't on the pitch. And then I saw a series of substitutions that came in the second half of both of those games. The team continued to play exactly the same football. That's what Germany huge. do. That's yeah. what Brazil do. That's what Spain do. Yeah, so what that is huge. What that implies to me is that England suddenly have a footballing identity. Maybe a structure. And yeah. and four years ago, I mean two years ago at the, at the Euros, fuck we had Harry Kane taking corners. He's not going to be my top goal scorer if he takes corners. Did you hear Gary Lineker on the radio the other day? He's Go like, on. I really hope Harry Kane takes the first corner just for the joke. Just to fuck everyone <laughs> out. But, but this, is the, this is the thing. I don't think that England has had a footballing identity even... 
And I, so I'm not going to go off the rant here, but no, even yeah. when we were, they call it the golden generation in, in 1996, yeah, where you where you look at the lineup, you're like, it's amazing. They were still individuals. Well, 96 wasn't golden generation. I think 96 was the last time we played as a team. I think golden generation was more Be- 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 yeah. yeah, Beckham, Skulls. Yeah. But they were, they, were, they were individuals who were going to perform. And I actually think right now, there aren't any individuals in that side. Because they're, none of them are, no offence taken, sorry, no offence meant, but none of them are good enough to be individuals. They're not the stars of their team that no, they're playing for. No, they're not. That's exactly right. The only person who is is, is Harry Kane. Yeah. And actually, is Sterling? he really? Yeah. When you look at that Spurs side, yeah. they're yes. all... Harry Kane's a main man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but, just signed a contract, getting paid two hundred grand a week. Yeah, but okay, good. So I'd, I'd argue that yeah, he might be the only one who is the star man. However, when they play together, they play in a certain style that they all know what they're doing, and that is what we aspire to. And I think it's about time we recognise that that's what we've achieved. So, do we have a chance? If we don't have a chance this time, what are we even aiming for? Because this is we've got the best out of the group of players that we've got. And this is as good as it's going to get. And I think they also look like they're really enjoying it. Like, it's a big thing, I think, that the fact oh, yeah. that all the players actually are enjoying putting on the England shirt. It's not going fear. Out there. No, and they're just like, well, we've got it. Let's enjoy it. Let's make the most of it. And let's dive in and see it. I think Gareth Southgate, the way he's handled the media, the way they've talked to the media, everything about it has been brilliant. The whole, like, Raheem Sterling thing with his tattoo of a gun came up. Ugh. And it was just... But it was nonsense Shot by me. Shot down, completely pointless, and it was recognised as that. But if Roy Hodgson was in charge, or someone else was in charge four years ago, or Capello was in charge or whatever, we'd still be talking about it now. Yeah. But Southgate just went, this is fucking nonsense. But, but this, like, like forget, I'm sorry, forget yeah. all of it. From a football perspective, they know what they're doing. Yeah. And, and fuck, That's I can't remember it. that. Yeah. But here's what I'll say, right? I agree with you, and I won't write us off because of that I think that's really important I don't think you can underestimate if we can avoid the fear thing I think that's a massive thing for England having a, uh, a the weight of expectation lifted a bit and having some freedom to play mm. and I'll just be happy fuck I'll be happy if we lose every game but we play with that freedom and they look like they're enjoying yeah. it and we play good football but teams playing like that can win the Euros it's been shown I think Portugal won the Euros with a very inherently a very limited team with one superstar, mm. solid defensively. Greece won the Euros, doing a similar thing. Uh, Denmark won the Euros. Doesn't really happen at the World Cup. And I just Does feel... Mean I just yeah. feel like there are two... The top teams just have too many good players. I, 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 just, don't, I just don't... I don't think we have... Players of a high enough quality to win the World Cup. I'm good. I, I I disagree because as you, as we said before, it's the it's the function of your of your parts. Now I also think that when you said that the you specified the Euros versus the World Cup, you said it in a way that meant the Euros was worse than the World. No, Cup. No, I don't think it is. Now, I don't necessarily think I it think, is. I actually think that if you if you take out Brazil, the Euros is better. Generally, the standard mm-hmm. is because it's less teams and you get a higher. Yeah, you know, it's harder to get there and it's a higher standard. But I just for whatever reason, I don't. I'm just using that as an example yeah. because we've seen it. We've seen teams that have a way of playing and are very organised and know how each other plays, but are fairly limited winning the tournament. Whereas I don't think you see a limited team winning a World Cup. We we haven't in a long time, but I don't think that's because I don't think that's inherent about the World Cup. I think that's just because it's not happened. Yeah. It just is what it is. It's no it's no hoodoo. It's, it's no because. No, however, for Wales to get to the semi final of the Euros, 
for Iceland to do so well, for Portugal to win. I think that I'm not looking at Wales, Iceland or, or Portugal and thinking you're better than this England side. I'm actually thinking this England side is more organised, has a better bunch of parts mm. and together play better football. We've just put them mm. in another tournament. And the only, there's, I said, there's one team in this tournament that wasn't in the Euros, which is Brazil. Apart from that, same calibre of opposition. And in reality, you've Sorry. got to win seven games. That's it. That's it. And if you look at West Brom's end of the season, the last seven games, they won five, draw one, lost one. They beat Man United. They beat That'll two. win you the World Cup if you do it in the right order. Exactly. That'll win you the World Cup. Oh, so you I just really hope right it's for six weeks. That you're right, obviously. And I really hope that you're right, even just about your semi-finalists and me and John are wrong, because we've kind of gone for the established world order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just gone mm. for safety. Which is a bit sad. But can, yeah. can we, with at risk of going on about England for too long... Mm. There's uh, talk come out tonight about our lineup for the first game. Yeah, and there's on, a few there's a few positions that are contentious, obviously. So I think we're very set. We know that Southgate's going to play the three five two. I think. Yep. Um, so there are most of those positions are Pickford set. In goal. He's got his favourites. Pickford in goal. Um, we know that Stones is going to play. We Kyle know that Walker. Kyle Walker is going to play the third of the back three. Yep. Um, we know probably that I think Trippier will play. Right um, wing back. Right wing back. Now it's come out that looks like Luke Young is gonna. Uh, Luke Young. Luke. Ashley. <laughs> Ashley Young is gonna get the nod. Villa left back. Luke Young. Um, Ashley Young is gonna get the nod over Rose at left yeah. wing back, and um, Maguire is gonna get the nod over Cahill at yeah. the left sided centre back. Now I really support that, and then the other yeah. big one is Henderson. It looks like it's gonna get in over Dyer, yeah. and then it will be. Uh, Lingard and Dyer uh, uh, no Alley, and then Sterling playing off Kane yeah. now personally I would drop Lingard I wouldn't even have him in the squad I think he's a turd but Southgate loves him oh, and no, he wait, runs around got, if, a lot like, I hate the guy but having watched him in the last six months and watched him for England he's fantastic but I would rather have Loftus-Cheek playing I'd than... rather, like, I think you've got to have Loftus-Cheek nearby the squad he's in the squad and nearby the team but if you watch Lingard, when he plays in that formation, having watched the full friendlies both games, when Lingard's on the pitch, he just runs away. He's very quick. And he makes space. Well, I mean, I like the pace. I just don't think he's a particularly good footballer. I think you're both, you're both missing the point. that The whole the whole purpose, or the, the thing that was shown... Sorry, that sounded insulting. I didn't mean it like that. But, but what was so evident to me <laughs> during those two friendlies is it didn't matter. You're saying the system works. It didn't so you can matter remove, who you can remove So we can, we can piss around with Sterling or Lingard or Rashford. Yeah. or And great, Rashford can pull a wonder goal out of his yeah. arse. And that's great. But so can Lingard, so can Sterling. Yes. The, the point yes. is that we played with a footballing identity no matter who was there. Yeah. So we can talk forever about who's best in which yeah. position. But the thing is, for the first time in, in my adult life, it doesn't matter because football on. is the winner. Yeah. But you've got to you, you not concede goals. And I think getting the defence right is massive. And I worry that if we have Ashley Young left wing back and Kale, that that... But they, then they, also, they can you can say that, yeah, that's great. But actually, in reality, we don't have to worry about that until we get to the quarterfinal. Because well, Bel- gonna... Belgium are a very good team. But we, might, we, we could lose 5 0 to Belgium and still get yeah, through. Exactly. Like, we've just got to win two games. We've got to beat Panama and Tunisia. Don't, okay. un- like, this is England. Like, we've no, 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 seen no, this go Rog, wrong so many but times. Why worry about, oh, against Germany, we've got to do this? We're not even there yet. Just go and play football and enjoy No, no, it. I, I agree. But I, I don't. What I would not do is. 
as an England fan is take any result for granted because I've seen us at tournaments for so long oh, no, yeah, be appalling. So I look at the Panama and Tunisia game and I don't go, those are bankers. No, I look at no, those, no, no, they're, not, they're not bankers, but they're, they're, what, are they, what are those two teams going to do against us? Defend. So why are we worrying about defence? We've got to come up with ideas, well, and, and we've got to create space. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. Got, I agree. We've got to make something happen. We've got to have movement. We've got to have pace. We've got to have something different yeah, happening. And, but, and and I hope. Do you know that England won the, which is one where we beat Spain, uh, recently in the Toulon youth, tournament. Youth, youth, no, the youth tournament. Uh, the under seventeens when we were two 0 down. So we, we went down, two 0 down in a final, and they didn't stop playing the way that they play which was keeping the ball and passing it and doing it now Jeff if we do what you're saying and stick to that play I will be so happy even if it doesn't work because I'm completely on board with you but I my fear is that as soon as the tournament starts because I've seen it happen so (laughs) many times before that that stops and we they just for whatever reason England just freeze but I, I that gave me faith like seeing, I, I, I just want a way that we can carry that from our youth teams through, well, and, and maybe the, Southgate we're, is the lead. Look, we're doing it because we're carrying those players through. They're, and they're, the they're growing up now, and the coach was the one who coached them. But so. we're not doing it yet because we haven't played a game. You've got to do. It okay, I'm going to move off from, from England right. because it's basically you're like you just crying in my tits. Yes, session. Yeah, Rog. Right, we haven't Rog. even lost yet. Yeah. No, no. Uh, <laughs> come on, England. Next, how far are Australia going to get? So Australia are in a group with Denmark, France and Peru. Their first game is tomorrow night at 8pm against France. Probably their hardest game. Uh, how far are they going to get out of the group, basically? Yes. I love how positive you are, Jeff. Yes, I, I definitely think they are. And I, I think they couldn't have dreamt of a better group. Unless they were in the one with... with, wow. ja- with Wait, is he being spoken to? <laughs> unless they were in the group with, with Japan. I oh, know, I'm normally such a negative bloke. What about the Russia group? Unless they were in a group with Senegal, Japan, Colombia. Unless they were in that group. Yeah. I don't think they could have dreamt of a better group. Denmark and Peru, obviously, apart from Peru with the altitude um, advantage. <laughs> lungs. The thing is, Australians are, Australians are fit, aren't they? So Denmark they can they can deal with it. It's just team. 20... Denmark are a one-man Denmark are a one-man team. Um, that is a fact. They've also they got this new guy who didn't play that much in qualifying, the w- winger. Who Sounds was great. Born, oh, yeah, the um, um, African guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, who everyone's saying he's good, but in reality, they have Christian but, but I watched, and Ken Blunt. I watched both. <laughs> I watched both those games. They're Portugal, but worse. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, is the best <laughs> that's true. But I, I watched their games in their playoff games to get into yeah, the World Cup. They beat Italy, no, uh, no, no, Ireland. Sweden. Yeah, be on, and yeah. they Ericsson was just he for, for Denmark, brilliant. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's one, in my opinion, he's one of the top 10, 15, probably top 10 players in the world. Like, he's really, really, really good. And at Denmark, the whole team's built around, built around him. him. But look, look, this is an Australian yeah. conversation, not a Denmark conversation. Yeah. I, I, think, I think they're in a good group to be able to see their way out of this. I think it's about time Australia stopped thinking that just getting to a World Cup is a good thing. Australia has to think that they have to go through. They've this is their fourth in a row, fifth in a row. Yeah, but this is yeah. probably the worst team they've had of those all those. World but Cups. they've still got here, and, and and they have a wild card in Arzani. So it's what, exactly I, right. One thing I really, really hope happens tomorrow night. There's two options for playing in the, on the left hand side of their forward three. Yeah. 
one who's been playing there for a number of years, who's Robbie Cruz, good friend, Dirk's favourite player. <sighs> the other option is Arzani. Mm. I just really, really hope they go with the wildcard option, give the kid a shot. I, I don't think Australia will get out of the group, Jeff, but I, I think Australia have a remarkable grit and determination as a sporting nation with a population that's not very big and they will never disgrace themselves. I don't think they'll disgrace themselves, but I don't think they'll get out of the group. I think they'll get out of the group and I think that they will surprise you. I think So who will they beat? Because I think what they're going to surprise the teams that they play. I don't think they are on anyone's radar. I think they're going to get a point against France. Mm. I'm not saying that because I'm three beers yeah, in. I think they're going to get points against France. I don't think France have even paid attention to who they are. And I think that if you are Mbeppe and you have... Um, an Australian elbow in your face yeah. for, for 60 minutes you're going to feel it and if you weren't prepared for that if you went up for the fight before the game and you thought this is an easy three points yeah. you're going to be shocked now I think that they have players who have to graft for a living for their footballing mm-hmm. careers so their most creative players are Luongo Aaron Moy, Moy. we'll talk about Arzani Leckie. in a second yeah Matthew Leckie um, McLaren he'd say if he McLaren, plays yeah. um now those are players who don't play at the top of the game. Even though they play in the Premier League, some of them play in the Premier League. Yeah. Like that's a good league. Yeah, they've got a good keeper. But, so they have, they have players who a great keeper, and they have Ryan players who play yeah. at the just under the top of, yeah. which means that they have to struggle for game time yeah. because that is a very competitive area of football. Yeah. If you're not the elite. You fight for your yeah. place in that team every week. They're used to fighting. Aaron Moyes used to playing in the Premier League and he dominates for Huddersfield. Um, Yedinak has never missed a penalty in his life for Australia. Yeah, I saw you that. Not even for Australia, sorry. He's never missed a penalty in his life. He's scored every single one. He is. And he had a good season can for I, He had can a I great just, um, season for Villa. I'm on a rant here. No, i just got to ask this question. Go okay. on. Peru are your surprise team of the tournament. Yeah. And you have Australia qualifying so does that mean that you have Peru and Australia well, going through look, I and mean, France and Denmark not I mean I'm not a physicist but also but I'm the a- air thing <laughs> might, <laughs> <laughs> the might be bomb might be back, wrong backtracking <laughs> no, but, but on that last World Cup Spain didn't get out of their group Italy and England didn't get out of their group and Costa Rica and Uruguay got through. There, at no point have we ever, like, we all just presume the big teams are going to get through. Three or four big teams are going to choke. It might be France, it might be Argentina, it might be Brazil. The Netherlands didn't even get there. Yeah, they didn't even get there. I, and I, so I agree. I, I think France, someone's going to choke. France somewhere. always have that ability. Then, yeah. So, so if we accept that, um, if if let's say we're going, Lionel Messi is the best footballer in the world. Yeah. And let's say that everyone works on a percentage value. And let's say the Aaron Moyes and the Yedinaks are at 80. Yeah. Let's say. And, and the, the competition between 80 and 90 in the, on this planet is the most extreme competition in professional football. Because you are striving for £100,000 a week and you're probably on 20. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's where it's at. So for these players to be very used to that level of, of competitive action, which they are. And then you've got the wonder boy who can come on. Yeah. Now, the, the wonder boy, for those who are listening in he England, is, is Daniel Arzani, who plays for Melbourne City. Couldn't get a game the first half of this season. Came on in the second half, won Young Player of the Year and only played half the season. Come on for Australia. Uh, there was debate a whether he should ago, even be he called. He was just playing like national premier. Yeah, he wasn't going to get, call, get called up. No, yeah. definitely yeah. not. And so there was, there was a push for him to get called up. Got called up as like last man before uh, one of the, the most Dave recent McCarran. friendly. Yeah. Then 
played for like three minutes in that first game, which meant that he had to pledge allegiance to Australia because he's got Iranian parents. Yeah. Then came on in the last friendly with 20 minutes to go. Within a minute, scored a fucking wonder goal and his through ball for the second goal. It which, wasn't a wonder goal. It was terrible goalkeeping. If but. it wasn't for the top spin on that strike, it would not have gone over the goalkeeper. <laughs> anyway, it, but his through ball for the second goal, which was an own goal, but his through ball for it is what created that space. That boy has something that no other Australian player has. When you see him play, even though he's worse at the majority of things, that the rest of the Australian team is good. He is not within that 80 to 90% bracket. His pass completion isn't good enough. His his brain isn't good enough. Like he, he doesn't make the right choices. However, he's got it. He can make something happen. You watch him play football and you think... And, and I reckon that if you're in that Australian side, you think, I've worked my bollocks off. I've been coached. I've worked so hard to be good at football and this fucking 18-year-old kid who's by the way is the youngest player in the World Cup this 18-year-old kid is younger he's the youngest no 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 this is I've got this written down oh I, I, I had it written down the other round anyway the, um, <laughs> this young kid this 18-year-old kid is is more has more natural well, ability. No, you're right. I've got it written down the other way. Around. Yes, <laughs> the, this 18 year old kid has more natural ability than anyone else in that Socceroos squad. Even though they have worked so hard to get there, yeah, I think he it's, hasn't. It's yeah. exciting. It's exciting to that they called him up and to have a player like that. And I don't think Australia have had a player like that for a long time. Do you know one? I watched one thing this week, which was um, Cahill's goals against Japan. In not the last World Cup, the last the, Asian champion. No, no, no. The previous World Cup. Um, okay. Was that South Africa? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Australia were losing one nil with about ten minutes left. Kale scored two absolute crackers, and you forget how good Tim Kale was because I'm saying I'm really excited. And I was like, oh, is Arzani the best player since you know he's the most naturally gifted player oh god have Australia ever had one but he's then, more gifted than Kale but, but, but you go back to and you forget some of the things that Kale you think of him as just this box to box you know battler like good in the air but he also was, was bloody skillful I, as an Everton fan I, I I hold him as one of my idols I, I think Arzani has something in him that no Australian player I've seen has and that I include Harry Kuehl in that conversation I have Australia not getting out of the group yeah but Bloody um, hell, is it just me against no, you two? No, 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 no. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's I have. Right, you're just Az- optimistic. I like it. Just- I have Azani playing very well and moving to Europe by the end of the World Cup. Yeah. Like, I think he. I don't think he'll start the first game. I think he'll come on for the last 20 minutes and then there'll be huge pressure to start him once they've lost to France and he'll start and he'll be brilliant. I, don't th- I think they'll get a point or two. The um, whole world will know that boy's name after this yes, World Cup and, and rightly so. And I think. Because he's at Melbourne City, maybe he plays, Man City yeah. buy him, New York City buy him, or whatever. He signed another contract for the next year. Yeah, so I just can't. What have Australia got to lose by playing him? Like Robbie Cruz is 27, 28 or something, yeah. maybe and older. And, he, and he's one just, goal in twenty. For Australia. He's just been doing the same nothing. thing. He does nothing. He just works hard and he's shit. And I'm just like, what are you losing by playing this eighteen-year-old kid that has all the ability in the world? So let's go on to our wildcard predictions. Now this is where we can predict. Anything we want to happen, anything at all, in the World Cup, at all, whatever you think might happen. Um, is anyone ready? Yeah. Oh, I missed this one, uh, so come to me last. This, well, this is the bet, right? Because this is, this is what I'm No, gonna... no, so we've got wild card and bet. Oh, I didn't do a wild card. No, nor did I. I missed, oh. I've somehow, I don't think it was on your message. Oh, well, can we okay. move on to the bet then? Can I tell you my wild card? Okay, yeah, John. Vardy to get done for a doping ban. 
Ooh, I, I thought you were going to say something else for a minute then. <laughs> no, I just reckon Starts Jamie Vardy's going to have a... in R, ends in E. He gets e. a proper <laughs> kicking on this podcast, doesn't he, Jamie Vardy? He's a fucking We just think he's just like Jägerbomb cokehead. Yeah. He'll fit right in in Russia. <laughs> well, I think what's more likely is they'll lose Jamie Vardy because they go somewhere and there's like 2,000 Russians that look exactly like him. <laughs> oh, I heard this woeful story. So you know where the England's hotel is? Oh, in yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but not many people know where England is. It's, it's somewhere in northern Russia. Yeah, it's on the Gulf of um, Finland. So what they didn't take into account is that when you're that far north in Russia at this time of year, it doesn't get dark till eleven o'clock at night, yeah. and it gets light at about three thirty in the morning. There's only three hours of actual darkness. Yes. None of them can sleep. It's I read the report today. I'm like, so you're all struggling to sleep. No one thought of that when it's, you fucking. It's where White Knights comes from. Yeah, you're it's in Siberia. It's in St. Petersburg. White yeah, Knights. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So yeah, they didn't think that through. Did they? So we'll move so, on. We'll move on to better tournament. Sorry, so this... John. We. Uh, no, it's all right. We, should, we didn't do. I that know that you're well, both useless, and uh, um, my wild card prediction is going to come right anyway. And then <laughs> that means I'll win the whole World Cup on myself. Okay. Um, better tournament. So this is putting ten dollars on anything that you think. It's going to happen. It could be a game or two can, games or can two I, games can, or a top score. I'll just remind, remind listeners that if you had put bets on every one of our bets of the week, you would have been up this season. Yes. So and healthily just, up. Healthily up. So let's just continue that through the uh, through the World Cup, shall we? Yeah. Go John? On. I'll go first then. I've got one of two. I'm going to go for the riskier one. Uh, I'm going to bet on Panama. Yes. To be the lowest scoring team in the whole tournament. No. <laughs> paying eight dollars fifty. Wow. Okay. They're not going to score a goal. Like Panama. Yeah. They haven't got a striker. Paying eight fifty. Eight fifty. What about Saudi Arabia? Well, I guess I presume if everyone scores zero, then we still win. Oh, how? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. How would that work? So Rusty. Eight dollars yeah. fifty for Panama to be the lowest scoring team. I think that's, that's a really good bet. Yeah. That's my. You've done your uh, research there. I might jump on that. I. I have bet that Cahill will score a header. Oh, okay. nice. Yep. $11. Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, I like that too. <laughs> oh, so, so Harry Kane score a header? No, no, Cahill. Oh, Cahill. Oh, no, I don't like that. Because, uh, so obviously he's going for, to be one of the record holders, to, to score in four consecutive World Cups. Yes. That's the record he's going oh, for. Oh, he scores with so his head, yeah. He always scores with his head. And these and days, all he's got is his head, I like really. That. Yeah. And they're playing Peru in their last game. And Peru's team quite short. So the I, oh, oh, just gonna come they've on. got loads of air. <laughs> uh, they, but the, the thing is that do you remember the the time when Jamie Vardy was on for scoring in twelve Premier League games in a row? Yeah. And there was a well, you could put a bet on for paying five dollars fifty or whatever it was for Leicester to win and Vardy to score. I remember yeah. thinking that it's just a no brainer yeah. because the whole team wants him to break this record. Yeah. Now, I believe that the whole Australia team wants Cahill to score and be this. They still love him. Yeah. So if he comes on for the last 10 minutes and they have a choice, they're going to pass it to Cahill. And so I'm convinced that, that he he's is going to score in this World Cup. And if he's going to score, something so, like 70% of his goals come from his head. Your bet is for him to score ahead at any point. At any point, in paying $11. Nice. Rog? Well, I'm tossing up a few. but Oh, God. As optimistic as we are, and we're getting all excited about the World Cup, and we're getting excited about England, and it makes me happy. But <laughs> is this your happy face? There's like death, taxes, and Germany winning the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> and Germany to win the World Cup, and Thomas Muller to be top scorer is paying fifty-one bucks. Ooh. 
Well, that's pretty good. Interesting. So is that what you put your money on? That's what I put money on. So why did you predict Brazil to win the World Cup? Uh, well, because <laughs> I hope Brazil. I don't want Germany to win, so I put some money on them to. If they do win, I get a consolation okay. prize of winning Good money. Combat. Because if Brazil win, I'll be happy anyway. Because if they're playing Germany in the final and Thomas Muller is top scorer, I would still want Brazil to win. <laughs> I I just but I just think it's predictable like I, I want Germany to go out in the first round it never happens <laughs> well, no, they always since they always bloody win the thing so why would you why would you well, bet against that I mean my other bet was the no one, one bet one bet stop okay sorry um, does anyone have anything to add before we uh, leave I've got the one, World Cup one thing, thing special? Special? Like no, no no I've got one thing go on it's a World Cup which we're all excited about mm. and it's a pretty big event yeah. So you the would, biggest sporting event in the world. Yes. So you'd think about that, and I just felt it's a bit weird this week with other announcements. <laughs> so the Real Madrid <laughs> one was one. Yeah. The next World Cup venue after the next World Cup is is, is another. Yeah. Why just, Why do it now? Just do it in October. Just do it. And then give it later. give yeah. it some air. Just do it later. Just do it now. <laughs> what is the fucking point? I saw that and I was like, "You're fucking idiots!" Like, the World Cup's about to start. I don't care. Fuck off, America. Like, yep. and then the other one, the Premier League fixtures. Yeah. Fuck me. Like the world does not revolve around the Premier League. Richard Scudamore, fuck off. Like he's gone. He right, right, right. But three I, days, just, yeah. I just was, I saw it like you said around today, and I'm like. Do they really think that people get the World Cup has just started and you're releasing the fucking Premier League picks? Just wait a few weeks. They also did the um, Carabao oh. Cup draw as yeah. well. Oh. <laughs> that was in I Thailand. Just... They did that in Thailand as a special event. Oh. I just find, like, surely, there's people, they spend millions of dollars on marketing. Surely, oh, I think there's quite a big event on at the moment. <laughs> Maybe we should delay this announcement. Yeah, you're, anyway, you're that's, spot on. that's yeah. it. Um, it's been great to be back in the shed. Yeah, thank you for listening, everyone. We'll be back on Friday, the fifth of July. We'll be on next. Will England have won the World Cup by then? By no, we'll be in the second. Oh no, it'll be after the second round and previewing the quarterfinals. Oh, England, Germany. And then are we then we'll do one after the World Cup, and then we're back for the Premier League season next year. Yes, with we'll our back. Premier League previews. Yes. It's all very exciting. It is. Yeah, I love being back in the shed. Yeah. I missed it. I was going fucking crazy without the shed. Yeah, Jeff, you. you were sending us so many messages about football. Yeah. <laughs> you needed this. It's therapy. cathartic. For those who listen to it, you are my pawns for my catharticism. <laughs> um, Jeff, do you want to play us out? With oh, you? yeah, I've got, got my special song. World Cup song. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. We will be uh, back in, yeah, about two weeks. Happy World Cup. Woo, World Cup! World Cup! World Cup!